Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. That's all you need or from your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast, and it's all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, we are live. It is the wrap-up show on a Wednesday night where the Padres just uh, jump all over the Cubs for a second consecutive night, a night where Manny Machado records his 1,500th career hit. All Padres tonight, 19-5 over the Cubs. It's the wrap-up show just with John tonight. You just have John here tonight. On the wrap-up show, um, there is so much to celebrate tonight. Tonight is about celebrating. We can worry tomorrow. We can worry about Ryan Weathers. You know, we, we can worry about Fernando Tatis Jr. Tonight's a celebration. I mean, really, tonight is about uh, celebrating what the Padres are doing right now. One of just three teams in baseball with 40 wins. Uh, back-to-back games, a double-digit run scored, 21 hits here tonight. So it's the wrap-up show with John Schaefer. Jim is on a date or something, has the night off. So you got me here tonight. Uh, I'd absolutely love to interact with you and hear from you. As always, we appreciate the Supers. A great way to support this channel and make sure that I see your comment here tonight. Please subscribe if you're here live or on replay. Please subscribe to the wrap-up show. Um, we have exclusive year-round Padres content for you. Please make sure to hit the notification bell for us. Please follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. And please also smash the like button. As the Padres, I mean, we're just all over the Cubs. It's been the story of this series. I mean, the Padres have been... Uh, the bats have come to life, an offense that has been much maligned at times, an offense that's been waiting for Fernando Tatis Jr. But these last couple of nights, the Padres in comfort behind fashion, winning in laughers each of these last two games. And tonight, again, 19 runs. So you have me here tonight. Please let us know as you make your way in. We're going to cover everything. Um, we've got as much time as you need. We'll be here all night long. Jim's gotten. Jim typically has somewhere to go. He's got to watch Obi Wan Kenobi, or he's got a date night, or whatever. Right? He gets antsy. He starts looking at his phone. Uh, but you got midnight, so we're going to be here as long as we need to be here. Appreciate the supers, um, and we'll tell you about again a Padres nineteen to five win. We will start. Here's what I'm hoping for our viewers here tonight, live or on replay. How about some clap emojis for Manny Machado? So Manny Machado not only picks up his 1500th career hit in the first inning, he also homers in this game. He has three hits overall, part of a 21-hit attack where, for the first time in Padres history, you have all nine starters register a hit, a run, and an RBI. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So give it up for Manny Machado tonight, who is now on the backside of 3,000 career hits, right? He's already passed 1,500. He's 1,498 away from 3,000 career hits. So let's get some clap emojis for Manny Machado. Also, let us know where you're watching from tonight. I'm going to do some shout-outs. We haven't done that as much. Let us know where you're watching from here tonight, whether it's live or on replay. And if you're here on replay, you can hit that thanks button as well. Great way to support this channel. We start tonight, in addition to Manny Machado, with our loyal viewer, Christopher Wright. The streak continues, and so does his supers. So do his supers. The $20 super tonight from Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Let's get some clap emojis for Christopher as well, who's a loyal supporter of this channel. He says the streak continues. Should send super in advance because, you know, no, no killing it tomorrow. I, hey, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. No, no, Joe. They'll put him on the five days rest. I commented on Twitter earlier today. Um, I prefer to see Musgrove on four days rest than Weathers start this game. Well, I was wrong in the end because Weathers – didn't pitch effectively, but they didn't need him to. I mean, Ryan Weathers could have allowed 10 runs tonight, and the Padres still would have won this game. So, Christopher, thank you. Thank you all for the Supers. Thank you for your support. We are celebrating a Padres win tonight. We are celebrating one of three 40-win teams in baseball tonight. This is a celebration tonight. Now, have they accomplished all the goals? No, you can't accomplish all your goals on June 15th. But we should recognize the baseball that this team is playing. So thank you, Christopher. Thank you all for these Supers. We're going to get to all the Supers here tonight on the wrap-up show. Um, and if they win tomorrow, that's a four-game sweep at Wrigley Field on the way for Colorado and Coors Field. So this team's playing great baseball, 40-24. and 24. It is the best start to a season in franchise history. Let that sink in. We've been saying it all week long. We've been saying it for the better part of the last couple of weeks. This is the best start in the history of the franchise at 40 and 24. 
All right, let me get to a few other supers that are rolling in. Again, if you want to support this channel, you hit the super button down below. It's a dollar sign. It's a great way to support this channel. We'll get to all the supers. As a one-man band, I'll try to get to as many comments as I can. I'll try to get to the shout-outs here as well. 619 Cam, thank you for your super. Thank you for supporting this channel. You've been with us all season long. Whether you've been with us all season long or it's your first time here, welcome. It's great to have you here, and please subscribe to this channel. Uh, Sup Cam, he says, Sup John, if Alcantara gets a hit, um, the San Diego world is golden. Manny, yes, the clap emojis. Thanks as always for the chatless Jim. Yeah, you just have me tonight. You just have me tonight. Uh, feel free to rip Jim in the chat. I think that's fun. Um, and I think he understands. Uh, but Cam, yes, thank you, seriously, for the supers. Um, Manny, what can you say? I mean, he's in his fourth year now as a Padre. He's as consistent of a player as there is in the major leagues. He's always on the field. He's produced in just big, big ways. 2020, obviously, MVP caliber, starting 2022, among the favorites to win a National League uh, Most Valuable Player Award this year as well. Manny offensively has carried the team by and large. Now they're getting all kinds of contributions. Cronenworth, red hot. Voight, red hot. Profar has played good baseball. Alfaro has played good baseball. I'm missing guys. You know, I'm missing guys. Everyone tonight, everyone tonight contributed in this really impressive 19-5 to win over the Cubs at Wrigley. What on earth has happened to the Cubs? Who cares? As long as the Padres can take advantage. I think it's a combination of the Padres are playing elite baseball and the Cubs are playing bad baseball. And you get games like this when that happens. So thank you again, Cam. Matthew, this is very generous. Thank you, guys. Christopher, Matthew, 619 Cam, all the Supers tonight. Thank you guys so much for the Supers. means a ton. Uh, to the wrap-up show. We're able to do this every single night because of your support. It's as simple as that. Uh, Matthew says, we're doing it. Manny Goat, all-star and MVP. Musgrove tomorrow with the brooms emoji. Uh, yeah, Manny, I mean, at this point, is obviously an all-star. I mean, there's no scenario where he's not. I don't care what he does the rest of June. He's an all-star. It's June 15th. He will be an all-star. I think he should start a third. We'll see if that happens or not. If he doesn't start a third, he'll be the starting DH. He's going to start in the all-star game. And in the one in 30 scenario, he's not starting. He's a reserve, but he deserves to start. He's carried this team offensively to the 40 and 24 record. And then Musgrove really deserves to start on the mound in the all-star game. We'll see if that happens at Dodger stadium or not, but nobody has pitched better in the national league. There's not a pitcher. Um, Tony Gonsolin has been very good for the Dodgers. He has, but if you look at the numbers, if you look at how many innings and the length that Joe Musgrove has given this team, nobody's pitched better than Joe Musgrove in the national league. It just hasn't happened. Um, nobody can convince me otherwise. I'll, we'll see if he starts or not. Regardless, he will uh, pitch in the All-Star game. He will make his first All-Star team based on what he has done so far this year. So Manny, Musgrove, the rest of the rotation, the offense, the bullpen the last couple of days, and not necessarily your A-team either. Not necessarily your A-team either. It's been really impressive the way they've been doing this. You know, you look at the bullpen here tonight, you got two innings from Craig Stammen, one run. Stephen Wilson appeared in this game. Uh, we saw Kyle Tyler go two scoreless innings again. So the bullpen has been really, really good the last couple of days. I mean, it's not the focal point because you've had this offense score double-digit runs in consecutive games for the first time since 2016. So it has not been the focal point. But, man, this bullpen has been very, very good. And, again, it has not been the A-team of the bullpen either. All right, if you're just making your way into the chat, please subscribe. Year-round Padres content for you. Padres are 40 and 24. You got John Schaefer with you here tonight on the wrap-up show. Please follow me, by the way, on Twitter and on social media in general. Find me at John Schaefer, J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R. Sarah, what's going on? Sarah, great to interact with you on social media. Great to have you with us in the chat, as always, here on the wrap-up show. Uh, and thank you again for your support of this channel. It means a ton to us. Uh, Sarah says, ain't winning fun. Thanks, John. And then the parentheses and Jim as well. Uh, it really is. I tweeted that out late in the game, Sarah. It's like, this is this is unbelievable to watch. I mean, this is just so enjoyable to watch. Every inning was enjoyable. You're getting huge innings, six-run innings, five-run innings, overcoming deficits, doing it at Wrigley, right, in a classic ballpark. Um Showing that you're more than just one-dimensional. Showing that you're more than your rotation. They are more than their rotation. Showing that you're more than Fernando Tatis Jr. Shoot, they're more than Manny Machado, and they're more than Joe Musgrove, and they're more than Taylor Rogers. Uh, they are a well-rounded team. Are they perfect? Of course not. There's no perfect team. The Yankees are 30 games over 500. I guarantee their fan base is screaming for improvement at the deadline. I guarantee it. 
and they're 30 games over 500. There's no such thing as a perfect team, not in June. I don't think the Padres are a perfect team, but that, it's neither here nor there tonight. Tonight is about recognizing what this team has done so far. When you think about the adversity, Tatis from day one of spring training, a new manager that's dealt with a surgery this year with a COVID IL stint from Bob Melvin. You've had Mike Clevenger on the IL because of COVID. You had Adrian Morahone. You've had injuries. You've had to overcome injuries and minor bumps and bruises along the way, including with Manny Machado, who missed some time because of tennis elbow. But they've overcome it all. And they overcame that little slide, that four-game losing streak where things got a little uneasy, which happens over the course of a year with basically every team that doesn't win 107 games or more. But the Padres have dealt with adversity so far this year better than they dealt with adversity, obviously, in the second half of last year. All right, so we're just getting started on the wrap-up show. I'm going to try to get to some shout-outs. We appreciate um, you letting us know where you're watching from here tonight, whether you're here live or on replay. As always, we do want to thank our partners here on the wrap-up show, beginning first and foremost with Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. I'm back in my home because of Mark. I had a leak. I was out of my home for a couple of weeks. He hooked me up with everything. Everything was covered. Airbnbs, the new flooring, painting. Everything has been covered because of Mark. He can help you save $750 on your insurance. It's simple as that. Switch to Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance for auto, home, renter's life, or earthquake insurance. He has you covered. He's a San Diegan, a massive Padres fan as well. Just a massive Padres fan. We're texting every single game. Here's the site. You can get to it by clicking the link down below. And you can get a quote and get all the information you need. Whatever you need, he's got great service and communication. If you support this channel, and so many of you do, I mean, we see whether it's live, the hundreds of people with us, or then on replay, the thousands of people, right? The couple of thousands of views we're getting every single day. If you support this channel and you have any insurance needs or you just want to save money or you just want to talk to Mark about the Padres, please contact Mark Nimitz. He would love to talk to you about your insurance needs. He can save you money. We all need to save money now. We all would like to save money right now. He can save you $750 or more a year, even more than that if you ever have a claim. Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance is the title sponsor of the wrap-up show. All right, let me try to roll through a couple of... I'm not going to get to them all, unfortunately, because <laughs> the chat is fast and furious here tonight. But Indio, California, what's going on? Love this jinx, by the way. You'd never want to say that the Dodgers are pitching a no-hitter. We wouldn't want to jinx that, would we? We wouldn't want to jinx that at all. But let us know again where you are watching from here tonight. I'll try to get to some of these as they roll in. A lot of them, I think, were earlier. Uh, yes. Yes, he is. Absolutely. Uh, yes, we've got the morning baseball, Rich. Looking forward to that. Sam, who knows? Who knows? He's on like his 100th date of the year. All right. it's It's a little ridiculous. Um, look, dude, Padres are 40 and 24. Go out after the, you know, go out afterwards. Um, hold on real quick. I'm going to run through some of these. Chula Vista is in the house. What's going on? What's going on? Hola. Thank you for hanging out with us from the IE here tonight. 6-1-I Cam, always good to have you. And thank you for the super earlier. Rich is in Encinitas. I was just there, actually. Uh, Rich for a couple of days. That was where we were in our Airbnb. Peter's hanging out in the Crescent City of New Orleans. Carter, good to have you back with us here tonight. Carter, always good to have you. Thank you for your support of this channel. It means a ton to myself and Jim. Franz, what's going on in El Cajon? Alex is in La Jolla. What's up, Alex? Black Sheep in the house from Ramona. Our buddy Christopher is in Boise. So thank you guys again for hanging out with us. Um, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I'm not missing this game. I mean, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Come hell or high water. I mean, win or lose, we're trying to do as many as possible. Can't do every single game. We typically take Saturdays off, although we've done a lot of Saturdays as well. But come hell or high water, uh, especially when they're playing like this, folks. I mean, they're just playing so well. I, I don't know, friends. I mean, maybe, maybe it's possible. I, I really don't. I really don't know. Uh, Robert, what's going on? Greetings from Utah. Um, yeah, I think you're, again, that's why it's who knows who he's going out with. Someone, right? Someone. They might be watching. That's probably the date they're on. Hey, let's watch John on the wrap-up show. Doesn't that sound fun? Let's watch John and chill. Does that sound fun? <laughs> that's his idea of a date, probably. Uh, we have, let's see, Carmel Valley hanging out with us here today. We've got North County. We have CV. We've got Cam in downtown. We have Phoenix. 
Mike in the chat, originally from PQ. We have Rancho Penasquitos or Penasquitos with us and Sarah. Um, what's going on, Jesse? What's going on? Matthew's in Carlsbad. So thank you guys. Tried to get to as many as I could. I know there's a few I probably didn't get to. Marco, thank you. Appreciate that. Really do. Uh, Robert, thanks for hanging out in Provo, um, where I am thankful that you're you're with us, other than when San Diego State is playing BYU, which includes this year in college hoops all right let's get back to some of these supers uh let's get into this win we will delve in i promise you we will delve into this over the next 45 minutes or an hour or so uh thank you jesse who i know is hanging out with us in hawaii here tonight so i told you this was gonna be a positive show jesse but i'll take you wherever the supers want to go and jesse says thoughts on weathers lol so i tweeted about weathers um you know for whatever reason i'm not going to write the entire book on weathers based on 2022 it's a really bad year um, this might be one of those wasted years like Mackenzie Gore had last year. But then again, look at the way Mackenzie Gore has bounced back. Weathers had a, a 7.5 plus ERA in AAA, 1.8 plus whip in AAA. He was called upon because they didn't have anyone available on fewer than, they didn't want to go to anyone on four days rest. They wanted to go five days rest. Reese Kinnear was just here. He wasn't an option. So they went to Ryan Weathers because he's got the big league experience. His arm is built up. And he wasn't good. I wasn't expecting him to be good. Maybe I thought he could be better than this after his first inning was pretty good. He wasn't good. I mean, three and two third innings, six hits, four runs, terrible command. He walked four, struck out three. Here's what I'll say about Weathers. Again, it's not time to lose all hope or optimism with Weathers. He's still very relatively uh, a very young pitcher, relatively speaking. Uh, what is he? Twenty two or twenty three years of age? It just hasn't been a good year. I mean. That happens. Having worked in minor league baseball for 15 years, this can happen, and guys can bounce back from it quickly, especially young pitchers. Um, and who knows? Maybe he writes the ship to some extent in the second half of the year in AAA. Maybe he gets another opportunity. I didn't think he was good. I really didn't. I was surprised he actually got out of that second inning at only four runs. To some extent, I was surprised he got through three and two-third innings, although they really tried to get him through four innings, and then I think he walked the last batter he faced on four pitches or five pitches. It wasn't good. I mean – I can't sugarcoat it. I thought he didn't pitch effectively. I don't think he's had a very good year. I'm sure he would tell you the same thing. He's probably lost to some extent out there. I don't think anything was particularly good. Um, and he wasn't throwing anything for strikes. Um, and he wasn't locating. And when that happens, and it's the big leagues against a, a decent lineup. I mean, as bad as the Cubs are, it's more in their pitching than their lineup. Um, so, you know, I think most of our viewers probably feel the same way that he wasn't good. But when you have a spot starter and you've got seven starters and that's only happened two times all year. I want to say Chris Matt when Snell was unavailable and out tonight with weathers and you win those games. I think they won with Chris Matt in Arizona the first weekend of the year. And of course they won here tonight, 95 when you win those games um, it's hard to be critical of the team. Can you be critical of Ryan weathers? Of course, should he be in this rotation? Of course not. I mean, would you be fearful if you in the second half of the year had to turn to him every fifth or sixth day? Yeah, you would, but, um, all indications are they won't need to do that. Not if they can get Mike Clevenger uh, back healthy. Not if they can keep Blake Snell healthy and pitching effectively. And then they still have the Nick Martinez's. And then the top four of this rotation is as good as any top four, I think. Any top four in baseball. Alex, I'm not sure if this is a super sticker or not. If you have a comment, Alex, and thank you for the support and the super sticker or super chat. If you have a comment, um, please make sure to just comment down below. If you have a question. I'll make sure to get to it. You don't have to do another super, Alex. I'll make sure to get to it. Um, I see a comment down below. So thank you, Alex. Here's a comment from Alex I'm going to get to. who says, uh, love the show, man. Thank you. Thank all of you guys for hanging out here tonight. Um, I mentioned earlier, Jake might get to 800 plus OPS. And I honestly think he gets there. And that would be really an incredible rise considering where he was. I mean, he was really in the low 600s. He was in the low 600s for the better part of a month. And he is now steadily increased this OPS in a very short period of time. He's got 20 RBIs in June. Think about that. The starting second baseman for the San Diego Padres has 20 RBIs in June. That is a ridiculous total. He has three more hits tonight. He has had three hits or more in three consecutive games. He had two more RBIs tonight and two runs scored. He's hitting 245, very respectable. And forget about batting average for a moment because it's overrated in this era of baseball. It's more about on-base and slug and OPS, right, and other indicators. And Cronenworth's 727 OPS for a second baseman is 
you know, half decent clip. His OPS plus is now over 100, so he's better than big league average. There's no question about that with his offensive abilities right now. But by second base standards, you know, he's probably in the top half of Major League Baseball at 727 OPS. That's my guess. That's my hunch. But I agree with you. I mean, 800, he may get over 800 during parts of this year. Will he stay over 800? I think he's fully capable. I really do. I mean, we've seen it over parts of the last couple of years, 2020 and 2021. I don't have his OPSs in front of me from 2020 or 2021. I know this. He'll finish higher than 727. And now all these OPSs are coming up. Voigt, 750. He was mired in the high 500s or low 600s for forever. Profar, 774. OPS. Now, Nomar Mazar is hitting 324. He hasn't yet hit for power, but he's hitting 324. Alfaro has been a revelation. Three hits, home run, 808 OPS. I mean, we've complained about getting any production out of the catching spot. Jorge Alfaro has been productive out of the catching spot. Now, Hosmer's OPS continues to slide, but I'm not going to go there tonight. I'm not going to go there tonight unless you take me there with a the super, but I'm not going to go there tonight. And even Grisham, you know, the batting average slowly rising. The OPS finally over 600. Again, has he, be good? has he been good on the whole? No, he has not. Has he been better recently? Yeah, he has. He has been better recently for this team. So thank you again, Alex, for the super um, and the support of this channel. Just scrolling through the, um, the chat right now, guys. So bear with me. Bear with me. And I agree, Rich. Colorado should be good for Jake's OPS. Hopefully the team's OPS to be honest with you. Not tonight, Travis. <laughs> Not tonight. Not in a 19-5 win. Not tonight. Don't try to get me there. Don't try to get me there. If I have to, I'll go there, but hopefully not tonight. Uh, Manny Machado. Let's start there. I mean, we're not even starting, but I'm going to go back there. So Manny Machado, who yesterday when they score all these runs, is somehow hitless, right? Robbed of a base hit late. It would have been his 1,500th hit. But he's never phased. He's never phased. Hard hit single in a two-run first inning. There's number 1,500. Walks multiple times in this game. Homers later in this game. Um, has just had an unbelievable start to his year. Is it the best statistical season in baseball right now? Maybe not. I, I, don't, I don't even know. Is his 932 OPS the best in baseball? It's not. I know that. Is he leading the league in home runs? Of course he's not. He's hit 11 home runs. But here's what he's done that others have not done. He's played essentially every day. He plays gold glove caliber defense. He does it in the absence of arguably the best offensive player on his team in Fernando Tatis Jr. You could go back and forth between Machado and Tatis. I think we all have over parts of the last four years. Um, so he's picking up slack, especially in the first two months of the season when this team was not hitting. So he's carried the load, all the cliches. He's put the team on his shoulders. He really has. And he's done it, and he hasn't skipped a beat, and he's done it without complaining. And you know he hasn't been 100% healthy all year. He had the tennis elbow thing. You know he's not. You just know he's not. Um, he's approaching now 30 years of age. He's playing the best baseball of his career. And the reason I say that is because statistically he's had comparable runs before 2020 second half, time with Baltimore. There have been some serious runs. Before he was traded to the Dodgers, he was having an amazing year. So he's played comparably before. But what I mean by that is I think this is the best baseball he's ever played for a team that's winning at this clip. You know, they, they had that short period of time, second half of 2020. That, that was not a long period of time. Um, in fact, this season has already been longer than the entire 2020 season. So he's not doing this for a longer period of time than he did at any point in 2020 because the season was already over by this point in 2020. So I'm just impressed with what I've seen. I don't know if he's going to be able to do this all year. Um, you know, his career OPS is around 880. He's 932 right now. Obviously, his career batting average isn't 322. I think it's 281, maybe 282 now. I looked earlier tonight. Um, but he is, by all estimations, he is a first ballot Hall of Famer if he's able to finish off this career. Now, I can't predict the future. He's 29 years of age. I have no idea if he plays another 10 years healthy or doesn't. I mean, nobody can predict the future, so I can't do that. But he's one of very few players in the history of the sports. I think he's the 17th to get to 1,500 hits and 250 or more home runs before their 30th birthday. And 15 of the first 16 are in the Hall of Fame. And the only that isn't is Andrew Jones. So that speaks for itself. 
Like end of sentence. Now, will he be docked by voters potentially because he's been polarizing for whatever reason and controversial for whatever reason? I think it's all BS if I'm being honest. I really do. If I've, I've watched every single game he's played as a Padre, he's the least controversial player I've ever seen. I mean, all he does is hit. What's controversial about that? He trends every night on, on Twitter, right? Positively or negatively. He'll trend every single night on Twitter. You're like, why? Because he hits? I mean, why? Because he wore a T-shirt? I mean, the Giants wear T-shirts every single night. The Giants do ridiculous things every single night. Manny Machado wears a T-shirt and he trends for three weeks. It makes no sense. You know, Manny Machado gets tossed. Who cares, right? I mean, Dave Roberts gets tossed. Gabe Kapler's been tossed. Players in the Dodgers and Giants get tossed. Why does Manny Machado trend because of that? So, again, he's a first-bound Hall of Famer. If he can just stay healthy, I, I don't care if he gets to 3,000 hits. He'll get close. I don't care if he gets to 500 home runs. He'll get close. I don't care if he wins an MVP. He'll be top five multiple times. I don't care if he wins the World Series. I mean, I do. We all do. But that's going to define his career. Give me a break. What's going to define his career is what he's done on field. And what he's done on field in his era is play as well as any player in the game for the better part of a decade plus. You know, so he's a first bout Hall of Famer. I, I don't see any other way to say it unless he's docked by voters, which is the, the stupidity of this sport. And I love this sport more than any sport, but there's some stupidity in it. And if he's docked by voters, I don't even care. If he's not on the first bout, he will be in the Hall of Fame. He's a guarantee first bout 3,500 guy. And I'm not betting against him getting to 3,500. I'm really not. I'm really not. Not at this point. Uh, thank you guys again for the supers. Great way to support this channel. You can hit that dollar sign down below if you want to support the channel following a huge Padres win where everything went night on a landmark night for Manny Machado and this offense and on a night where the bullpen shines in relief of Ryan Weathers, who was not very good. Um, let me get to another super here. Thank you guys for the supers. Joshua, thank you. Very kind, very gracious. Thank you guys. Again, as you make your way into the chat live or on replay, please subscribe. We have exclusive year-round Padres content for you. Please follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer, and please smash the like button for us. The Padres are 40 and 24, 40 and 24. So Joshua says, is, is anyone missing Myers? No, I don't think anyone is. I mean, comment in the chat. Yes or no? Yes, you're missing Myers. No, you're not. Yes or no? Yes or no? Um, how can you be right now? They're playing the best offense of their season in the absence of him, and no more Mazar has been really good. He's been really good. Small sample size, understandable. He has not yet hit for power. They've got no power out of right field all year. He will hit for power, by the way. It's impossible to give Mazar 150 plate appearances and not have him run into a handful of balls. That's just an impossibility. I don't see that happening. So. No, I don't know the prognosis on Myers. Would I like to see him healthy and contribute? I absolutely would. They're paying him to contribute. I think he wants to contribute, but they're fine without Will Myers. Um, are they fine without Fernando Tatis Jr.? Right now they are. First 64 games they are. I would argue they will need him at some point, whether it's stretch run or October. I mean, he quasi-single-handedly won a playoff series for them against St. Louis two years ago. Will Myers is part of that as well. But... The idea that you can just do all this without Tatis, and now's fine. It's June, stretch of 20 games against teams under 500. Actually, the Phillies might be over 500 now, but stretch of 20 games where, you know, you're favored in a good portion of them. Um, and the Padres are, what, 5-2 and two to start that 20-game stretch? 5-2 and two in the first seven games. So, Joshua, I mean, to be blunt, I'm not. What do you guys think? Are you missing? Are you missing Myers? Yes or no? can pull some of those up right now. In the chat. Yeah, we're, we're getting some no's in here. Hmm. Matthew's saying, hot take, I'm not missing Myers any more than I'm missing Tatis. I mean, with the way the team is playing, that's understandable. I understand what you're saying. I still think Tatis is a necessary to go from really good to potentially even better than that. Does that mean winning a division? Does that mean getting to an NLCS? Does that mean getting to a World Series? Like, the idea that you're going to navigate your way all the way through this and you're going to do it without one of the top five offensive players in the game, man, that, that would speak incredibly highly of what A.J. Preller has built with this rotation and this team if they're able to do that. And and more credit to them if they can do it. Um, but the good news is hopefully we don't have to deal with that because let's be honest, Tatis, you know, we can all knock on wood. He should return. I mean, I think everyone agrees he should return uh, at some point here in 2022. Um, so, yeah, I see the nose. I do see the nose. I see the nas. See the nose, a lot of nose. 
Yeah, Rich, you know, I, I'm with you. I mean, I think a lot of people root for Will Myers. It's not it's not personal. He just hasn't performed, you know. Yeah, Matthew's saying we're going to need Tatis. I really do believe that. I, I truly do. Um, and it's a credit to the Padres that they haven't yet really missed him, so to speak. I mean, they have at times, obviously. The offense did not carry the way of the first 60 games of the year. But it has here recently. It really, really has here um, recently. Um, all right. So as we continue on on the wrap-up show again, uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out. I do want to tell you about one of our partners here on the wrap-up show. In fact, our newest partner on the wrap-up show is Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance. So Omar Sanchez is a huge Padres fan. So if you have any mortgage needs, our newest sponsor, Omar Sanchez, can help you. He's here to help all Padres all Padre fans with their mortgage. You can text Omar right now. A lot of you have been texting him literally as I say that. He's available 24 hours a day. Uh, I'd love it if you showed your support for this channel just by texting him, just a wave at him, just a wave emoji or a go Padres in the text. I just put his number in the chat for Omar Sanchez, 619-387-7798. That's 619-387-7798. He's a San Diego native. He's your San Diego native mortgage broker. Whether you're looking to buy your dream home or refinance to consolidate your debt, Omar can help. You think you can't get into a home, he's going to help you get into a home. Uh, you think you can't refinance, he's going to help you refinance. You think you can't deal with your debt, he can help you with that. If you're in the process of buying or refinancing and would like a second opinion to make sure you're getting the best possible deal, call Omar. You can call or text him, free consultation, absolutely no obligation. He's a supporter of this channel. He's a huge Padres fan. And again, I've been saying this the last couple of days, if you're a realtor, Omar is looking for local partners as well. There's a QR code on the screen, or there will be in a moment. And if you take a photo of it, you'll get to his website, or you can click the link down below. You can scan that QR code right now, or you can call 619-387-7798. If you wouldn't mind, shoot him a text right now. Give him a wave. Say hello. Say go Padres. And again, if you have mortgage needs and you're a San Diegan and you support this channel, please consider Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance. <laughs> this is funny, Carter. Ocantra's been good on defense, hasn't he? Ocantra's been good on defense, or was tonight. I do too, Rich. I do too. All right, so let me go to my notes here. Again, Padres all over the Cubs 19 to 5. I, you know, I think it is a night to celebrate. I mean, we can be we can critique Ryan Weathers. We can critique Eric Cosmer's defense or his play recently at the plate. Uh, but this is about Manny Machado and this bullpen and this series in Chicago and this offense. And for the first time in franchise history, like how do you really criticize the team when for the first time in franchise history, they've had a base hit, a run scored, and an RBI from all nine, all nine of their starters. Now I get it. For the most part of this franchise's history, they had a pitcher in their starting lineup as well. But still, pretty impressive. For the first time in franchise history, base hit, run scored, RBI from all nine of their starters. Um, Jake Cronenworth's June is ridiculous. Padres 10 and 3 in their last 13, where they've outscored opponents 92 to 39. You heard me right. 92 to 39. And the run differential, which is usually a good indicator, it's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee if you have an amazing run differential, you'll be the best team in baseball. It's not a guarantee that if you have a negative run differential, you aren't a good team. But run differential usually goes hand in hand with success, not, not linear, not always in a straight line, not to perfection. But this team has really put it on some teams here in June, and they're winning baseball games in June, and they're scoring double-digit runs, and they've scored double-digit runs in consecutive games for the first time since 2016. I mean, first time since 2016, pretty good. I see a lot of people in the chat, and I don't have them right in front of me, talking about uh, Estuary Ruiz and C.J. Abrams. And I, listen, I am all in uh, what's going on right now in AAA. I I'm trying to arrange an interview with Jared Sandberg on John and Jim, actually 1360, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6. I'm hoping to get Jared Sandberg on the show on Friday to talk about what's going on right now in El Paso. They have a really special team. Campusano, Ruiz, who's just been ridiculous, home runs, stolen bases, OPS. He's becoming one of the bigger prospects in the minor leagues. I really believe that. And I think he's going to contribute in some way for the Padres in 2022. Abrams has become an absolute beast since he's been playing every day down there. Uh, there's others. You, Brent Rooker has played well this year. They, they've had like eight or nine guys that have had like 50 plate appearances this year that have a 900 OPS. I know it's the PCL. I know the ball travels. 
Again, I worked in the minors. That, that league is a, a hitter's league. There's no question about it. But that doesn't mean you can't build some confidence and carry through into the big leagues like Nomar Mazzara has done here in 2022. So I am all in on Estuary Ruiz. Now, when and how do they get him up? And what role does he play here in 2022? I do not know. I did have, uh, who was it? You know, it was Tim Haggerty, voice of the Chihuahuas. He said, you know, it wouldn't shock him if he was a defensive replacement in the postseason because he runs so well. And then I kind of bit back and said, well, not only does he run well, he's playing good baseball in all facets. He's like, you're right. He, he could be more than just a, um, you know, late replacement, um, potentially to pinch run. He could be more than that. Um, and I think he will be more than that. I really do. I, I think he's going to be more than that. Um, at some point, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know if it's because of an injury, because he forces his way through, because he puts together another 100 plate appearances where he hits 400 and you know, he's still on 40 something bases and he's hitting for power. Like, that's a very rare combination, wherever it is, major leagues or minor leagues. All right, back to the supers. And again, thank you guys so much for the supers. If you want to uh, support this channel, there's a dollar sign down below. We get to all of the supers. We're grateful for them. Thank you guys for hanging out with us here tonight. Michael Berlin from Mexico, who's a great loyal viewer. We interact on social media as well. He's with us here tonight uh, from Mexico. So, Michael, thank you as always. Uh, he says what's nice about the start to the season is that the Padres don't need to overreact at the trade deadline. Add some good pieces with the possibility of keeping all the big-name prospects. Interesting you say that, Michael, and I don't disagree with that at all. I wonder, though, if you get to the deadline and you're still playing anything like this. So you're 16 over right now. The deadline's in less than seven weeks. Let's say you're, I mean, I'm making it up, 20 to 25 over. It's not inconceivable. So let's say you're 20 over at the deadline. Do you start getting greedy there? Do you go for it all? Are you willing to rock the boat with the clubhouse? I'm not even talking about Eric Hosmer. I'm not going to get into that tonight um, unless you guys want to get into that. But I'm just talking about are you willing to make a move that is dynamic? Are you willing to shoot your shot for a dynamic outfielder or a strong bullpen piece. I think the bullpen piece, obviously, you could add to the bullpen and you're not rocking any boat, and I think it makes you better. But are they making that tangible, sizable change to their lineup at the deadline or not? I think typically really good teams are the teams that actually do make the significant changes. Those are the teams that go all in. You know, Dodgers last year won 106 games. They could Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. Like, that's a significant, significant additions at the deadline. At the deadline. And they were good even without those two players. So... You know, would the Padres go all in in that regard potentially this year? I don't know. I'm with you, Michael. I don't think it's a requirement or a prerequisite. I will say there's that Tatis risk that hangs over the trade deadline. Will he be healthy by then? If he's not, does that um, does that mean you have to go out and get a veteran middle infielder potentially just in case as, um, you know, just to have him obviously to have that insurance? in the system or at the major league level. I don't know. And again, that's not, they're not going to go out and get, you know, the best shortstop in the game because Tatis is out right now. That's not going to happen, but could they get a veteran middle infielder? I think that's a possibility. Could they add in the outfield? Yes. Could they get a first baseman? Yes. Could they get a catcher? Listen, the way Alfaro is playing right now, you could argue they don't need one. And again, bullpen, of course, you can always upgrade there as well. But I do think that's an excellent point, Michael. And thank you again for the super. Um, are we still in the midst of a Dodgers no hitter? So, yeah, this is unbelievable. What are the Angels doing? Angels were shut out last night, weren't they? I mean, the Angels are so sideways. To start the way they started and play like this, man, the for the wheels to fall off in June? I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. I mean, traditionally, the Angels play the Dodgers well, but not these two days. So the Angels are being no hit at Dodger Stadium in game two of this series, and they trail 4 nothing into the top of the ninth inning with one out. Wow, they have been awful. They have been so – I don't know how long. I don't know if Otani's going to stay. I really don't. I, I might, My gut tells me no. I mean, if you're the Angels, you have to do everything in your power to keep them. I mean, what other option do you have? But if you're showing Otani, you want to you stay there for this? If you're Mike Trout, you want to stay there for this? I know he's under the long-term deal. He's got three career playoff games. Otani's never been in the postseason. What are they doing in Anaheim? Thank the Lord we're not dealing with that every single night. I mean, seriously. Uh, okay, is it over? Okay, Otani has broken it up. Okay, so it's been broken up. I apologize, guys. I was talking. 
as this all rolls in. Triple from Shohei Otani, but I'm still with you, Matthew. Yeah, they're completely broken. I mean, they're just all kinds of bad right now. They really are. But Otani has broken up that no-hitter. And again, if you're you're not moving Otani. Otani's not being traded, okay? Unless he comes out publicly in 2023 and it's like, there's no chance in hell I'm returning. And then he forces the hand of the Angels and then still is a rental. The Angels are going to get a lot for him. Um, he's not being traded in 2022. I mean, I'd be utterly shocked if he was traded in 2022. To be honest with you, I'd be shocked if he was traded in 2023. If you're the Angels, you need to do everything in your power to keep him. But if you're Otani, why do you stay? Like, what's the, what's the motivation? You, you like Anaheim? You like Southern California? No, he's here to win. I would think he's here to win. I really would. Um, but the idea of, hey, you know, Prella, go get Otani. <laughs> I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it, but I will not be holding my breath on that one. Uh, thank you, Michael, again for this super. Again, if you guys are with us here tonight in the chat, this is the wrap-up show with John Schaefer. Jim Russell has the night off for his 100th date of the year. Um and please subscribe. We have year-round exclusive Padres content for you. Please hit that uh, like button as well. Smash that like button for us. Hit the notification bell. You'll be notified when we go live, which is always good. We're live typically after Padres games. And also follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. So Michael adding to his last super saying, if they do get a big-name guy, he would hopefully be under control for next year too. That's the hope at least. Michael, to your point, A.J. Prellers always, always attack those players before the rentals. Even did with Adam Frazier. Now, it didn't work out, and he traded him in the off season. But when you get the year plus the rental, you're just basically expanding your window from right now to maybe right now plus one year. And I think the Padres are kind of built. Yeah, I think they're built to win now. Um, I believe what Dennis Lynn wrote within the last week, and, and I'm paraphrasing, but something along the lines of rival executives or executives believe that this may be the Padres' best chance to win a World Series because of this rotation and the odds of them keeping this together for more than 2022 are probably slim to none. So because of all of that, I think that this you, you got to strike, obviously. You need to do everything in your power to win now. And I'm with you. I think you initially look at players that are under control for more than just 2022. But if the offer is right for, for Wilson Contreras, but if the offer is right for, I, I don't know, who else is in the final year of a deal? I mean, there's a number of guys that are in the final year of a deal. So if it's if it's the right player at the right time and you don't have to give up everything because it's a rental, now you still have to give up a lot. Like you're not getting Contreras for the number 12 prospect in your organization and that's it. You might get them for the number six and 16 or the number five and 14. I don't think it's going to take the number one or number two prospect in an organization to get Contreras, but um, I, I'm with you. I, the, here's the thing, Michael. If you get the player for more time, you're typically giving up more in terms of prospect capital. If you're willing to take the rental, well, you're taking a risk because you only have that player, obviously, for 2022 and not beyond. So you could, you know, you could weigh both sides of that. There are some positives for the rental. There are some negatives for going with the player for more than, you know, the rental for an extra year or two of control as well. All right, let's get back to uh, this chat and some of these supers here. Sean, thank you for the super. Thanks for hanging out tonight. Thank you guys for the supers. You guys have been great tonight. And again, if you want to, Consider the super and support this channel and make sure I get your comment. You can click that dollar sign down below. Uh, Sean says, Otani wishing he chose the Padres. I mean, it is interesting that Padres have been in on a number of these uh, foreign-born players here in recent years. There's no question about that, whether it was, say, Suzuki or Shohei Otani. And I think they've made serious runs of both of those players. And for whatever reason, they didn't end up choosing San Diego or maybe the Padres didn't make a compelling enough offer. Um, you know, truth be told, <laughs> it's hard to fault AJ Preller for this rotation right now. You'd never um, not want Otani. I mean, obviously, if you could snap your fingers and, and have him here, it, it changes a lot. It only makes you better. There's no question about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe Otani does wish he ended up elsewhere. Maybe not. I, I don't know. Uh, say Suzuki, you know, on the IL right now with the Cubs. Cubs are not going to win in 2022. I'd be utterly shocked if they won in 2023. But for whatever reason, he chose Chicago over San Diego. But again, this has worked out for, for A.J. Preller. It's not like these players chose other teams and it's been a train wreck here in San Diego. In fact, the Padres have been better than the Angels since Otani's been in Anaheim. 
Padres have been better than the Cubs for the last couple of years. You know, Cubs have not been good since winning the World Series. I mean, they, they've had some teams, but the, the last two, three, four years, the Cubs have not uh, been good, and they're in rebuild mode right now. There's no question about that. They're in complete rebuild mode right now, the Chicago Cubs. Um, okay, let's see what else have we missed here tonight. Um, and let me know if you think we're, we're missing on anything. Again, you look at this box score, it's comical in a good way. Three hits for Jerks and Profar, three hits for Jay Cronenworth, three hits for Manny Machado in the night where he goes over 1,500 career as a 29-year-old, had four RBIs as well and his 11th home run. Three hits for Luke Voigt, who's hitting 237 now. And again, in 2022 baseball, again, batting average is overrated, but you're, you're hitting 230-plus and you're better than league. I mean, that's league average or better, so you're fine. Now, Hosmer's down to 284, but still has contributed if you consider April. Alfaro is hitting 284, three hits tonight. Mazzara tonight, one for five, is hitting 324. Hassan Kim tonight had a base hit and a walk and is hitting 226. He's been slow, but he did have two hits yesterday. And Trent Grisham tonight, two hits, two RBIs as well. Batting average slowly rising to 189. For Trent Grisham, and then you look at what this team did. Ryan Weathers, not good. Everyone else was. Stammen, Wilson, Tyler combining to go five and a third innings of five-hit, one-run baseball. And they had good command in five and a third innings combining to walk just two. You want to throw strikes with a large lead. Padres had a large lead after the fifth inning. It was 11-4. They never looked back, and they win it 19-5 to on 21 hits. 21 hits tonight for the Padres. How good has Kyle Tyler been these last couple of days? What a story this guy is. Designated five times, I think, since March. Multiple times by the Padres. Yo-yoed everywhere. I mean, he probably has more frequent flyer miles over the last couple of months than, than most people would acquire in a year or more than that. And he picks up his first major league win yesterday. And today he goes two more scoreless innings. So really bailing out the bullpen when the Padres are playing all these games in such a short period of time, you know, 17 games in 17 days, 31 games in 30 days, double headers mixed in without relievers because of injury, without some starters because of COVID like Clevenger again, Morahone is out. There's others that have been out as well. So yeah, Kyle Tyler, kudos, kudos. One of the unsung heroes tonight, one of the stars of this series, honestly, for the Padres against the Cubs. I uh, want to get to, let's see, this super from Airborne Figgy. Airborne Figgy, thanks for hanging out. Airborne Figgy saying, does Alfaro deserve to be the number one catcher? Based on offense, probably hard to argue. Uh, he has clearly been the better offensive catcher with the 808 OPS and three more hits here tonight, including a home run in this game, his fifth of the year. And uh, Padres hit, what, three home runs tonight? Yeah, Voight, Machado, and Alfaro. I think if it was only based on offense, Alfaro would be starting 75% of the time. If it was only based on defense, maybe Nola would be starting 55% of the time. So you put those two together, I'd be going 60-40 right now, or even 66-33. Like two starts for Alfaro for every one to Nola, just because I'm riding the hot hand. And it looks like Alfaro's having like the time of his life right now, right? I mean, it's going to be a career year for Jorge Alfaro. Who expected this out of Alfaro? A little bit of an afterthought when he was signed. You know, had the Texas Rangers tie to Preller, and he's really taken advantage. Um, and I think overall, if you combine the backstop numbers, not offensively, but if you just look at their you know, ERAs, Alfaro's ERA um, with this staff and Nola's ERA with the staff, you would just take their defense overall. And then the offense and added bonus, especially with Alfaro. I mean, 808 OPS for a Padres catcher. Like, when's the last time a Padres catcher had an 800 OPS in a year? Like, 1980? I mean, how long has it been since the Padres catcher had an 800 OPS? I'd love to know that, if anyone knows. And uh, thank you again, Airborne Figgy. I want to get to the super here from Alex. Alex, thank you again for the super, and thanks for hanging out on this Wednesday evening. Padres will go for a sweep, by the way, on Thursday, tomorrow morning against the Cubs. No, no, Joe on the mound for San Diego. He is unblemished, right? 7-0, I want to say, with a 1.5 ERA. So Alex says, uh, the Padres-Doyers race going to be good. Realistic, no BS projection for who ends up winning. I mean, I, you know, I, I really don't BS. I don't try to. I'm not always right, I promise you that. But I give you my you know, honest you know, assessment based on everything that I see and my experiences in baseball. 
Um, and I think there are reasons to believe that the Padres can hang in this thing for two reasons, two real reasons. A, I think the rotation is as good as the Dodgers, if not better. And B, I think the Dodgers are more beaten up than the Padres, which is saying something when you think about the fact that Tatis is out. But you don't just lose Walker Bueller and cruise along. Now, was he their best pitcher this year? No, he hasn't pitched like their best pitcher this year. I told you Tony Gonsolin's got like a 1-4. But Walker Bueller has been as good as any Dodger pitcher over the last three seasons. So there isn't a substitute for the expectations for him every fifth day. And yes, he had struggled recently because of his injury probably, but that is a... That's a huge loss. I mean, that's a really big loss for them. You don't make it up in June. Maybe they can do something at the deadline because that's what they do. Um, so I think the pitching, coupled with the Dodgers' injuries, coupled with the fact that the Dodgers' lineup is underperformed and the Padres' lineup you know, is theoretically going to get healthier with Tatis, we'll see what these two teams do at the deadline. I don't really see any reason that the Dodgers can't stay within, excuse me, the Padres can't stay within arm's reach of the Dodgers. What do I mean by that? You know, stay within three or four games in September and you play this team nine times, the Dodgers, in September. And let's say in those nine games, you go six and three. Or you even go five and four. And you pick up a game and you do some damage elsewhere. Like, I'd be somewhat surprised if the Padres weren't hanging within arm's reach of the Dodgers in September. Four games. You know, you could overcome five games in September. It's not easy against a team like the Dodgers, but you'll have those head-to-head opportunities. Just stay within arm's reach. I mean, what would Vegas say? Dodgers, obviously. How much of a sizable favorite would they be? Probably somewhat sizable over San Diego. Nothing crazy, crazy, but I mean, minus 180, probably at least to beat San Diego in this division would be my guess, maybe minus 200 even. So that is a pretty sizable favorite. But I think that the Padres will hang in this division. Would I be utterly shocked if they won the division? No, not based on the way they played this year, but um, would I consider them a favorite right now to win the division? No, I wouldn't consider them the favorite. Would I consider them... Um, you know, one of the favorites to possibly do it. Yeah, of course. You know, I, I absolutely think they can be in it. But at the end of the day, are the Padres going to beat the Dodgers over 162? They got to prove that. They got to do that on field. And they got to win a season series against the Dodgers, theoretically, to do that. It's something they haven't done since 2010. And they still play the Dodgers 15 times. 15 times, essentially, in the second half of the season, beginning on June 30th. All right, let me get back to this chat here. Thank you, Michael. Nick Hundley in 2011 in 80 games and 800 OPS. Grandal, 60 games in 2012 did it. I love this. Thank you, Michael. That is great, great crunch from you. Carter. <laughs> Thank you, Carter. Uh, the... <laughs> I appreciate that, Carter. I won't tell Jim. I will not tell Jim. We hope so, Rich. We do. And I agree with this. I do. I do agree with that right now. I feel that way. And I would say Dodgers lineup over the Padres lineup. Maybe not the last couple of days, but you look at that lineup and it it should produce. It should produce. Um, but then again, the Padres rotation should keep them in games and hopefully can keep the Dodgers lineup in check because the Padres rotation is a top flight rotation, you know? I do, Faye. <laughs> I do. Um, I'm not looking forward to it. Because first of all, I hate missing shows for something stupid like that. Radio shows. Like, there's so much going on. There's so much to talk about. Um, I'm hoping that they just keep me there for like a little bit of time. And I'm like, yo, can I please get back to my life? Do I really have to sit on a jury? But yes, I do. Um, and I've only had to, I went one other time in San Diego and then I think I asked for like an extension and I don't want to deal with it. It's, it's not my forte. I got to go sit in a courthouse all day. Like, come on. It's the last thing I want to do. It's the last thing I want to do. Uh, Rich, no, we should have one. It's not going to be until later. It's not, it's not going to be until later, you know, nine o'clock somewhere in that range, but we should have one tomorrow night following game four. I know game four is earlier, but 11 o'clock game, three o'clock radio show. See if I'm on it or not. Jim will be on the radio show. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, no, we should have one. Definitely tomorrow night. I mean, Jim will be freaking out, obviously, win or lose. I mean, Jim will literally be freaking out if they win. He'll be a, an absolute nightmare. So hopefully he'll be here tomorrow night if the Warriors win or if the Warriors lose. Uh, I do want to tell you about one of our partners here on the wrap-up show. And we thank you for your support of our partners. That's the way we're able to do this. I mean, it's a labor of love, obviously. We do this night in and night out. We can't do it without the support of the sponsors. 
uh, because of the commitment. So we do appreciate it. Aura, ORA.organic. Their co-founder, Willis of San Diego, and a huge Padres fan. This is a plant-based nutrition company. Simple as that. Plant-based nutrition company that has offices in San Diego, that has a diehard Padres fan as their co-founder and Will. We talk all the time. Click that Take the Quiz button. You're going to get 30% off your very first order. Probiotics, I take one from them every single day. In fact, I have the monthly order where it comes every single month. I take it every single day. Uh, you can save money doing that with the monthly subscription, uh, mental clarity, digestion, heart health, you name it, for probiotics, proteins for after workouts, pre-workout supplements, omega-3 oils, immunity pills, sleep supplements. They have something for everyone. There's a link down below. Click that shop button. Click that shop button. You can browse their site while you watch the wrap-up show live or on replay, and it is a great way to support this channel. ORA.organic. Great products that will help you get healthier here in 2022. Also, uh, while I have you guys, um, chance to win, again, that cap from Parks and Normal. Not this cap, that Navy City cap, which I don't have down here. Let me pull it up in the chat, if I may. Let's see, guys. My apologies. Trying to do this all back here. I'm not perfect with the StreamYard stream, but I am able to get through it. Uh, let's see, guys. Where on earth is this giveaway? This is kind of it. Hold on. Okay. Here it is. All right. So you have until Friday to enter for your chance to win the cap on screen. That is the city cap from Parks and Normal. It is a great looking cap with the trolley on it and Tony Gwynn and Junior Seau and the gas lamp patch on the back. It's a great cap. It's a sold-out cap. They're not making it again. It's a sold-out cap. This is your chance to win that cap, and all you need to do, all you need to do is enter your name and your email address. It's all you need to do, and you are entered to win. We're going to announce a winner Sunday night on the wrap-up show. You have until Friday night to enter. And in addition to entering that way, you can get additional entries for shopping wrap-up show merchandise. You get two additional entries if you click on that link and go to our merch store. You get two additional entries if you subscribe to our newsletter. You get two additional entries if you subscribe to the wrap-up show on YouTube. You get additional entries if you visit our sponsors' websites, Mark Nimitz, Aura, I just told you about, Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance. And you can get an additional entry as well if you visit Parks, uh, Park and Normal's website as well. So uh, it's a great giveaway. We gave away this cap last week. We're giving away the city cap this week. You have until Friday night to enter. We've got already, already over 400 entries. Uh, enter right now, and we'll announce a winner again on Sunday night. All right. You're going to buy a shot for me, Quan? Why is that? Because of <laughs> what the hell I'm doing every single day. <laughs> Thank you, Big Island Bomb. Thank you, guys. You want Gwyn stories tomorrow, Carter? What kind of stories you want? I'd love to do some T. Gwyn stories. I love some Tony Gwynn history. I really do. Um, you guys know the story. Some of you do. I mean, I first kind of became most familiar with it because his son, Tony Gwynn Jr., was on the Iron Pigs, Phillies AAA team when I worked there. Um, how, however long ago that was. It was probably eight, nine years ago he was on the Iron Pigs. But uh, I'd love to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do we. We all do. <laughs> no comment. Oh, is tomorrow the anniversary of his passing? Thank you, Carter. Uh, I'm sure I'll see it on social media. I should have known that. I should have known that. Absolutely. We'll share some Tony Gwynn uh, stories. Absolutely. Absolutely. Greatest uh, pure hitter of the last... I mean, who knows? 75 years? Something like that. 338 career? I mean, give me a break. 3,000 hits in, what, 2,100 games? 2,180 or something? Fastest in National League history? Or fewest games in National League history? And just an absolute monster. And underappreciated, by the way, nationally. Somehow. Completely underappreciated. Yep, this is how people feel. This is how people feel. There's no question about that. Um, all right, guys, I'm going to wrap on this uh, Wednesday evening. Thank you guys for hanging out. Really thank you guys for hanging out. Um, that's why we do it. We do it for the viewers, whether you're here live or on replay. If you're here on replay, you can hit that thanks button. Great way to support the channel. Thank you guys for the supers tonight. It means the world to me. It really does. So um, thank you guys. Again, 
Please subscribe. We have year-round Padres content for you. Simple as that. Year-round Padres content for you. Smash the like button for us. We always appreciate that. Follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. Please listen to our radio show, 3 to 6. We're here for you, talking Padres baseball every single day on Extra. Also on the iHeartRadio app if you're outside of San Diego. And please support our partners as well. You can scan that QR code for our newest partner, Omar Sanchez. He can get you um, into the home of your dreams, and he can help you refinance. He can help you consolidate debt as well. You can get to his website down below or by clicking on that QR code, ORA.organic. You can get 30% off your very first order by going with Aura. Their co-founder is a huge Padres fan. And then Mark Nimitz, of course, of Farmers Insurance. He can save you $750. $750 on your insurance. Seven hundred. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So he can save you a lot of money. Uh, before I roll, I'm going to thank you guys. This is amazing. I don't think it's that, Michael, is it? Is it that many ABs, 1,300? I'll, I'll do some math on that tomorrow. If it's that many ABs, I mean, that's just, that's hard to fathom. That's hard to fathom. I mean, you know, for 100 is hard. You know what I mean? But 338, I mean, what a beast. Matthew, have a good one. Renee, thank you. Sean, thank you. Why not? Why not, guys? Why not? Jado, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, please hit that like button. Please do. My pleasure, Cam. Pleasure's all mine. Yeah, thank you, Faye. Thank you, Faye, for hanging out. You've been a loyal viewer. We really do appreciate it. And happy birthday again since we share the same birthday. What a night it was, Drew. I'll let you know how jury duty goes. Over eleven eighty three, over eleven eighty three. All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow night. I'll let you know how jury duty goes. Thank you, Padres win nineteen five. It's the wrap up show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.